One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Clash of the Titles, the podcast that for the month of October pits two horror movies with lots in common in our fight to the death to see which one comes out victorious. That's right, it's our Halloween countdown that is Shocktober. This week in the red corner, the movie in the series that decided to do away with Michael Myers. But how do you replace such an icon of horror with not one, not two, but a whole season of witches? I'm pretty sure you won't be able to move for witches from 1982. Happy, happy Halloween 3 season of The Witch. While in the blue corner... Once you pop, you can't stop. A delicious new product hits the shelves of America, but all is not what it seems, and does this delicious goo have a more sinister motive? From 1985, enough is never enough. Enough is never enough of the stuff. You don't really know much about Halloween. Halloween. The barriers will be down between the real and the unreal. And the dead might be looking in. The last great one took place 3,000 years ago when the hills ran red. You happen to know anything about this Cochrane? All I can tell you, mister, is watch out. He's watching you, friend, I guarantee you that. The taste that makes you hungry for more. The stuff. Taste that delivers. We interrupt this presentation with the following urgent message. Tonight, America is in grave danger. Oh, it's a cautionary commercial quarrel this week. But which film is better? Let's find out together. Welcome to Clash of the Titles. Shocktober. Release the Kraken. Hi, Clash Potters. I could do with a nap. Want to take one with me? I'm Alex Zane. <laughs> I'm Vicky Crumpton. I'm Chris. 
So welcome to part one of Halloween 3, Season of the Witch versus The Stuff. If you are new to the show, this is how it works. We'll be doing Halloween 3 today and The Stuff on Thursday, at which point we'll declare which is the better film. So the clue Chris gave on last week's show was... Vicky gave it. It was... This time of year is so commercial, which I was, I was shooting blind when I did that, but it turns out I was correct, so that's good. You mean you hadn't seen the films at And I point. had very little idea what very either little. of them were about. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but it turns out it was a good clue, I think. Well, shall we see? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, go on. Chris, you followed it up on Twitter with... Caveat emptor. What does that mean? Come on, Latin. Latin gang. Oh, no, it, it means... means that you ha- <laughs> you take responsibility as the buyer for the products you purchase. Yeah, buy a bit where? Oh, wow. Mm. Amazing. Yeah. So what does caveat... What, when, why do we use that as the word caveat? Because it means like... Ex- not excuse, but... Do you know, it doesn't matter. It's fine. It doesn't, I thought the point of knowing Latin was that you go, well, the root of that is therefore that. Caveat emptor means buyer beware. <laughs> just said that. Mm. It's fine. That's what it means. It's, oh, no, sorry. All right, carry on. Okay. Don't People worry. got the films. Did they, just they? Did, they just didn't get them against each other. Yeah. So wow, okay. your prize this week is nothing. You get nothing. <laughs> no winner this week. It's been a while. Been a while since I you've mean, had no in fairness, you could have gone. The clue is Halloween something versus the something, and still people might have struggled. I think. Well, I'm I'm guessing a lot of our listeners have heard of or seen Halloween three. Yes, and not as many have heard <laughs> of or seen the stuff. Yeah, mm. it's an exciting week though. Right, <laughs> exciting week. These films go together. Alex was full of beans talking about these films at your wedding. I had to stop myself. <laughs> By the way, congratulations, Vicky. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Just to say, we, 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 were, there. we were there. You were there, yeah. yeah. Living it like it's 2005. Jager bombs. What? <laughs> what are people doing? What are your friends doing? No one drinks Jager bombs anymore. Know, and you should really just have one. Not six. <laughs> Not six. Um, as promised, though, I posted that nice photo of us on the special day. Aww. And you got lots of congratulations and well wishes oh, from our listeners lovely. on social media. Thanks, A lot everyone. of people loving the frock. Thank you, um, everyone. My mum wanted to ask if you got married in black. I did. You did? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I didn't get changed. I'm not like that. <laughs> You're not. I mean, my mum knows that. Yeah. Does I your think... mum disapprove? No, no, no. She's she very much the opposite. She's, of course, economical-minded mum. Like, wow. I'm not going to, like, waste money on two frocks. Also, she, you know, she doesn't have the highest opinion of marriage. <laughs> <laughs> Wear what you want. Who cares? Do it. Do it, V. Uh, right then. So, shall we do the connection section? Adverts with catchy jingles. Enough is never enough. And... <laughs> yeah, I mean, you said you said on Saturday that you've never seen so many connections. Yeah, I've got what, I've which got I'm loads. so happy about because I wasn't sure when I came up with the pairing. I wasn't sure if they totally went together. And you watch me like, oh, hold on, it's just a remake, really. Yeah. Yeah. There's loads. Factories in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. yeah deserted fa- small towns with mm-hmm. factories in the middle yeah, of nowhere. Yeah, factory tour. You've got, a, you've got a couple investigating who jump into bed quite quickly. Oh, yeah. A man and a woman previously unknown to each mm. other, having a sexual relationship almost instantly and for the duration of the rest of their lives yeah. slash film. Specifically in a motel Wildness. as well. Motel hell. Mo- <laughs> motel sex. Petrol stations. Mm. Uh, company towns where the residents are all in league with the evil corporation. So many. Mm. Um, the source of the evil is natural. Yeah, I guess, yes. Yeah, 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 it's a stone. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a stone. Gook's coming from the earth. Yeah, sure. Uh, people who look like people but aren't people and are also kind of hollow apart from a bit of goo. <laughs> <laughs> Told you it was going to get specific. That's all I've got, though. Yeah, that's enough, though. 
Uh, heroes are turned off screen in pretty unfair fashion. Ellie and Charlie. Oh, dear. You know, what's going on with the pair of them? We'll get to it when we talk through both films, but it happens off screen and it's a, it's not really fair on either occasion. Which one's which? Charlie is cookie. Chocolate chip chocolate, Charlie. Chocolate chip Charlie. Oh, yeah. And Ellie's a heroine. Yeah. Of they disappear and then come the back other and film. die. Right. Yes, that's right. She just dies. Spoiler for Thursday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, both very badly marketed movies. They might mm. have seen more success if they'd figured out how to sell these films. Yeah, I got some quotes from our old friend Tommy Lee Wallace about that in Halloween Three: Season of the Witch. Um, right then on Thursday. Chris is getting stuffed, which means today, let's get ready to count those witches as I talk Halloween 3 season of The Witch. Irresistible man Dr. Dan is busy drinking and having sex with every woman that comes within two feet of him, buying his kids the shittiest Halloween masks ever and being interrupted in his sexathon by irate calls from his ex, Linda. Shut up, Linda! Just as it seems Dr. Dan has run out of women, Ellie turns up, and so they decide to go on a short sex holiday under the guise of trying to find out who killed her dad, Yawn. <laughs> After having some sex, they decide, while they're here, to visit that ominous factory in the John Carpenter Town TM. It's run by bona fide Irish toy maker Connell Cochran, who has had the hilarious idea of killing all the children in America on Halloween as a prank. Dr. Dan ain't having this, and after running around rooftops for a bit, he escapes, has to murder a clockwork version of Ellie, considers having sex with it, then (laughs) makes a phone call to get some ads taken off TV, which is apparently a thing. You just call (laughs) Ad HQ, and they take ads off every channel. But not in time, apparently. And the movie ends before we can see Connell appear on screen and say, punked. The (laughs) end. So no witches and indeed very few women who aren't trying to have sex with Dr. Dan. No fucking witches. No. What the hell? He says... Doesn't Connell say we, I'm a witch? Does it? Yeah, he's, sort of. I'm not sure he is. <laughs> warlock. I'm giving him warlock. Get warlock. You can be a wizard or a warlock. Right. Yeah, that's fair. I'm not seeing a lot and of witch. When he was like, take the advert down, and I know it's a long time ago. Be like, but who are you talking who? to? But even in the script, they're like, and a Dan rings. There's something there. So who is it? Ad HQ. Yeah. Yeah. I pulled that directly from the screenplay. He's ringing Ad HQ, who manage ads on multiple channels, but not all of them. Not all of them. No, they can't. They can't get through to the third one. I mean, they understand the it's rule of three. It's amazing they listen to him at all. It's <laughs> yeah. good. Yes, it is. <laughs> really amazing. Who are you? A crazy person ringing us telling kids are going to die. Yeah, no one even knows we exist, Ad HQ. <laughs> How have you got this number? <laughs> uh, so let's do our individual histories with this movie. Mine's quick. First watch. Yeah, me too. Never heard of it. Uh, you never heard of Halloween 3? No. I know okay. there's loads of You knew them. Halloween 4 and 2. <laughs> yeah. But you can work so backwards. I inferred there was a third instalment, but I, the call on Season of the Witch was a surprise to me. I watched them all when I was about 15, and this is sort of famously, or it certainly was at the time, the bad one, the disaster. And I watched it and thought... You know what? This is a lot more interesting than some of the Michael Myers films, Agreed. which are quite bloody boring. Absolutely. Uh, so I remember quite liking it, and I, you know, I've not seen it since, but very much remember the song. I'm afraid you'll be remembering that for the rest of your life. Yeah. <laughs> and and the the boy's death. That's oh, yeah, that's, that's really really stayed with me. Yeah. And so yeah, I think this film's got a lot going for it, and it, and it has it has been reevaluated in recent years. And I think this has become something of a, a no cult. no. Ooh. Don't say it. You I'm, know, I might be into this. Oh, hang this on. Week. Oh, wait. Yeah. All oh, right. 
Okay. I'll, 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 I'll say as to why as we go through. Interesting, because I, I, we all know that you have a very strong opinion about the I'll idea I'll say, of... no, I don't think the stuff is a cult movie. But okay, <laughs> okay. On. Gone early, gone early <laughs> by a whole show this time. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, this is a cult classic. Okay. As in, as you often say, yeah. movies that were shit. <laughs> yeah, at the time. And then enough time's passed people, people have forgotten. Go, yeah, they've forgotten. <laughs> all right, then I'll tell you a little bit about it. Let's deal with this title, first of all. This is the only explanation I can find for the title. Halloween 3 subtitle comes from George A. Romero's second film, Season of the Witch, from 1973. But the plot contains no similarity yeah, to got... Romero's story of a housewife who becomes involved in witchcraft. Yeah, it's got nothing to do with that. Hmm. That's what they say. Why do they bother? Look, Nigel Neal first wrote this. I'm guessing there was more witchcraft in his script. Right. Which was which was massively changed you, by two by, other people. By more, so. you mean some. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, I'll tell you a bit about his script. I'll tell you, first of all, John Carpenter and Deborah Hill only agreed to do Halloween 3 if it didn't focus on Michael Myers. Uh, the idea at the time was to create a horror anthology out of the Halloween movies, like The Twilight Zone with a bigger scale, bigger budget, and each film released would focus on a different aspect of Halloween. Which wasn't that mad at the time. No. no because because we didn't have the template of, of sequels now where they all follow a through line. Mm. Back then you had carry-on movies, you had James Bond movies, you had all kinds of franchises that didn't follow that very much single focus. So I know um, the problem is that they'd done Halloween 2. I know, if this had been Halloween 2, yes. we might have been fine. <laughs> exactly, but the problem was they wanted to do this from Halloween 2, uh, Hill and Carpenter, but the studio, obviously, because Halloween was such a hit, they wanted Myers back, and at one stage it became clear that Carpenter and Hill were going to lose any control over Halloween 2 unless they signed on as writers and accepted that Michael Myers had to be in it, which is why... Michael Myers is in the sequel. Uh, unfortunately, though, uh, this movie wasn't a massive hit and it put paid to the idea of doing an anthology. Good old Michael Myers was brought back for the fourth film and to make sure everyone was clear, that was called The Return of Michael Myers <laughs> after Halloween 3 season for the witch failed at the box office. Right. It's a long subtitle, <laughs> but it makes it clear. All this Michael Myers crap. Uh, so you mentioned Nigel Neal. I've never seen the Quartermass TV show. Uh, oh. Film. Oh, amazing. Right. Series of films. Really, really good. Okay. We should do the first one at some point. All right. So he wrote that, the 1950s Quartermass TV film, uh, the, well, movie that went on to you know spawn numerous others. So he was asked to write the script. Um, he said of his script, uh, the main story had to do with deception, psychological shocks rather than physical ones. Uh, so producer Dino De Laurentiis said, yeah, 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 that's fantastic. Love it, love it. Also put violence and gore in. <laughs> uh, so um, Carpenter, Hill and uh, longtime Carpenter collaborator Tommy Lee Wallace, who would go on to become the director of this, they agreed that it needed more violence, more gore. Uh, Wallace, in a 2022 interview that I found, said, uh, Neil's draft lacked an understanding of what young horror movie fans were flooding into theatres for. It was as if he was still writing for British television in the 1950s. Oh, yeah, no, he said it was moody and dark and fascinating and great, but he had to, he had to write in gore. Right. Yeah, he said, I, I, he does follow up that previous statement with, I didn't mean that as an insult, he was a master, his version was disturbing, there was interesting stuff, but it was more of a psychodrama than a pure horror movie. He says there was a Freudian subplot have a listen to this. Ellie had a Freudian subplot in this. She had a troubled relationship with her father. As a child, she'd been beaten by her father after she released a bird that he gave her as a gift because she felt the bird didn't need to be in a cage. So this was a running story that was drip-fed to Dr. Dam by Ellie throughout the movie. And the payoff comes at the end in Neil's draft, where Cochrane 
turns her into a five-year-old child. She's talking to Cochrane, who sees, and she sees him as the figure of her father, and at that point realizes it's a setup and releases the birds by throwing the handful of microchips into the air, killing Cochrane and all his henchmen. Okay. So that Trippy. was that was gonna be the ending in Neil's script. Mm. Uh Wallace uh, said as well of Neil's script, um he was a little concerned uh, that Neil wanted to send up the Irish unmercifully right. uh, through the depiction of Cochrane and his Silver Shamrock Toy Company. I thought it went well beyond satire. His biographer told me he suspected Neil was attempting satire, but if so, I don't think he did it skillfully enough. It just felt like he was coming down on the Irish in a kind of insulting way. Okay. Oh, Nigel. Yeah. So Carpenter Hill and Wallace revive the script. Neil gets the hump and has his name taken off the project, despite the plot, according to Wallace, still being 60% his draft. He doesn't get credited for this movie at all yeah tommy tommy lee wallace said he 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 said it's ridiculous that he's got the only credit on the script Mm. because he said then john carpenter did a rewrite tommy didn't like it tommy did a rewrite but he said all three of them should have the writing credit so something went wrong there in the process Mm. uh wallace wasn't actually the first choice for director joe dante was set to direct this and i'm watching this I kind of wonder what he'd have done with it because there's humour in here that I don't think is milked quite as well as Joe Dante might have milked it. Yeah. But nevertheless, he jumped ship just weeks before shooting to make his segment of the Twilight Zone movie, which I have to say is a good idea because to me that is the best segment of the Twilight Zone movie mm. with the kid who makes horrible things happen if people don't do what he says. I can relate. Uh, so uh, this was a minor success. Um... Lowest grossing Halloween movie at the time until Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers came out. But, uh, you know, I got a lot of love of this movie because Tommy Lee Wallace gets a pass with whatever he does because he co-wrote and directed the It Tim Curry TV movie. Right. Which completes this week's semi-obligatory Tim Curry reference. That's nice. Yeah, it's this time of year, isn't it? Like a half one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So, as it turns out, Audiences did not like this movie. Neither did critics. Uh, They felt that they needed Michael Myers and Jamie Lee Curtis. And what the hell were they thinking? Uh, They also said it'd be good if there'd been some fucking witches. Um, But there you go. Uh, Uh, Did you read that quote from Roger Ebert's review? Which is a bit of a spoiler. Sorry, Roger, you shouldn't do this, but talking of the actress who plays Ellie, she says he says she has one of those rich voices that makes you wish she had more to say in a better role. Too bad she plays her last scene without a head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, it has, to, call, to talk about what Chris mentioned, it has had this uh, reappraisal over the years and it has become a cult Classic. Uh, Tommy Lee Wallace puts this down to, in this 2022 interview, he says, Halloween has turned into quite the obsessional holiday involving lots of candy and props, yet not a lot of time is spent looking into the history of it or self-reflecting. Instead, there's lots of enthusiasm and fun, and kids, of course, gobble it up. So my movie very much plays into that. That's true. Uh, He also said uh, this reappraisal of Season of the Witch has been healing Mm. for him. I saw him say that, Mm. yeah. Yeah, he said it hurts. 
a lot at the time. I knew we'd made a good movie and I just felt we'd stumbled badly, which is what you were saying, Chris, on its release. I think an ad campaign that would have explained what we were up to, that we were trying to start something, you really laying it out for the fans might have helped. And all fair and all true, there are still some other shit things in it, <laughs> in fairness. But very confusing. <laughs> Halloween in the title, John Carpenter's name above it. Mm. It's I can totally see why audiences were flummoxed by it and it should neither have had Halloween 3 in the title or Season of the Witch in the title. Yep. They got it wrong on both fronts. Yeah, yeah, and also probably if you're trying to get rid of Michael Myers, don't remind people of Michael Myers <laughs> in yeah. a trailer. Why is, why is that? I think, I'll, I'll, I'll get into it. Let's Shall we go through the movie? Yeah. Let's. Uh, so, uh, the bit we were just talking about, the Michael Myers advert for uh, Halloween, the immortal classic. John Cobber, do you like to say that? <laughs> Let other people say it. Yeah, let other people say it. Uh, nevertheless, uh, that was one of the things Tommy Lee Wallace wanted to do to connect this to the bigger Halloween universe, but also this title sequence with the pumpkin. That was him giving a nod to the previous two title sequences which featured pumpkins, but updating it with graphics? Digital. Yeah, that's the eight, yeah, it is the 80s, on. isn't yeah, it? it is. yeah. It's yeah. three minutes of 80s on screen through the music and the visuals. <laughs> I was in heaven. Yeah. It is good. I love eight it. 8-bit eight bit pumpkin. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And if you didn't feel you were back in the world of Halloween, here we are, the 23rd of October, Northern California. This drives me insane. <laughs> you, in I a knew minute, it. of I course. But I'm sorry, you are sorry. We've got a, a group of professional filmmakers. How can we show that an hour has passed? Oh, God. All right. A, does it matter? No. B, do you have a clock? Yeah. Well, what we could do, we could just put one hour later on the bottom. <laughs> what are you thinking? It makes it Unbelievable. Feel, it, it makes it feel like a documentary, Vicky. Yeah. It does. And then to count down the days as well, it's like, oh, come on. Like, eat it craply, have a calendar. But... I, does it matter? Yeah, I, quite, I, I mean, I think that an hour later is... is, is ridiculous. Yeah, that's that's too much. I like the day countdown because we all know... Even though it's on the telly, eight more days... We know when it is. You're telling us twice. Vicky makes a good point. <laughs> we, we, we hear the advert quite a lot. <laughs> but isn't that the point? Isn't it supposed to be the saturation of marketing that yeah. is making these kids all buy these masks? So it's supposed to be there and it's supposed yeah. to be jarring every time you hear it. Yeah, yeah no, also, just saying, when, you, when you're told how many days it is to Halloween, you don't need a number on screen <laughs> sure yeah okay uh, I like the soundtrack uh, John Carpenter and his longtime collaborator Alan Howarth uh, it's good um, their it intention with this score is the melding of the supernatural with technology yeah mm. great and they were using state of the art tech to put it together uh, it's what John Carpenter called his electronic colouring book his mm. Casio keyboard <laughs> <laughs> uh, we see a little news report a big stone the blue stone in fact from Stonehenge I love the fact that because obviously it's Britain they're like and this is you know that this is some of a report for BBC News like I'm at Stonehenge a bit of it's missing back to you it's <laughs> <laughs> <is> so good <laughs> Uh, so this guy seems to be on the run. Uh, he runs to a garage. Uh, and um, Oh, actually, let me tell you a bit about uh, the thinking that Tommy Lee Wallace had behind the, the, this famous advert that we're going to be hearing a lot in this movie. Uh, he said, we had no money, so we knew we were going to have to use something in the public domain or just make something up ourselves. He said, I knew London Bridge damn well was in the public domain, so no problem there. <laughs> So he has that played on a little keyboard. He, it's his voice. He recorded his voice several times and had it sped up. And he said, it sounds like demented dwarves in a padded cell. Great. That's what he was going for. Okay. Or, or Chippendale. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So this dude who's been on the run, he's holding a Halloween mask. Enter Sex 
Dr. Dan. <laughs> Sex on legs. It's a great opening 15 minutes, though, I think, up until he gets his eyes gouged out. Oh, I'm quite wow. into it. I was I was losing the thread a bit until the then when the eyes were out, I was like, OK, this is excellent. Sorry, yeah, I was in for the eyes. Yeah. Mm. I was in for the eyes out. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's good. Um, so, do you want to talk about uh, Tom Atkins as Dr. Dan? Great, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh, I couldn't work out what Linda said, but she does say drinking and a doctor. <laughs> she says drinking and doctoring, yes. which I think is good. It's like, oh, we're going to do character, character, character. <laughs> but that's right. And it does come back, in fairness, when does. she doesn't believe him. She's like, I mean, it's, drinking. it's another reason why maybe this film wasn't a success. I'm hoping you feel the same as me. I love this man. He's a dog. I, I love he this actor. He is a dog. <laughs> I love this actor. I love this character. And if you'd had a more conventionally handsome leading man, yeah. you're making more money, but I'm enjoying it less. That's fair. This, guy, this guy is great. He's an arsehole, though, isn't he? Because he's, I'm jumping ahead a bit. And it's good that it's in here because it's more complex than you'd be expecting. But he's meant to be seeing his kids and he's like, oh, yeah, I can't, I can't get out of it. And it's like, because he's going for a shag. Yeah. Yeah. Bad dad. He bad picks daddy. up a six pack on the way. <laughs> he does, yeah. He's not a good guy, I which makes him that. an interesting yeah, hero. That's right. But Ellie is like, that is bad. She's, who, what? Like, first of all, she says Papa, which makes me want to vomit. <laughs> but then she's later on, she's like, I'm older than I look. And it's like, well, maybe you are a child. We haven't got to she really, yeah. She really no. is jumping ahead. Really? No, I'm just it's saying, it's hard, isn't it, sometimes? It's just inexcusable that... The, the any writing that was like, what's the fucking chemistry between these guys? Zero, nothing. Well, they haven't She's met like, yet. They haven't met yeah. yet. <laughs> because, they just but they, because, into bed. Well, because before, sh- when I said, shall we talk about Tom Atkins, I was specifically saying Tom well, Atkins. Well, because you were saying he's brilliant. I'm saying that's I fine. didn't say he was brilliant. He's you said actor. he's brilliant. He's a great actor. No, what I mean is, they've gone, let's have an unlovable hero, but they've, they've given her no attention. She's not anything. We haven't met her yet. Yeah. Oh, fine. <laughs> right. I'll tell you what Tommy Lee Wallace has to say I about... don't even care because he will have written well, it badly. No, he's uh, he's kind of on your side, V. He says, Tom has a great masculinity that isn't dripping with testosterone. It's not standard stock machismo. He's a real human being on screen. He also kind of is a shit who turns his back on his family responsibilities, seems a bit lax at work and is probably an alcoholic, yet he's also likeable. Oh, he's only, only an actor like Atkins could pull that off. Okay. Uh, we meet his wife. Women are such nags, aren't they? <laughs> what a nag. Jesus. Go and have a beer, Tom. You've earned it. Yeah. Go on, Dr. Are Dan. A surgeon. Like, Shut up, out. Linda. Shut up, Linda. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, I mean, before we find out that they're death masks... The masks she buys her kids are a shit ton better than whatever he turns up with. I think yeah. one's a ghost. No, he's definitely, he's definitely a bad dad. So, I mean, you want to jump ahead? You love a jumping ahead. Yeah. Do you know the whole point of him being a bad dad is the idea at the end when it holds on his face and he's on the phone, yeah. the suggestion is that it's because of all his failings yes. as a father, as a man, yeah. that he's let it get to this stage. And if he wasn't always having a drink, if he wasn't behaving the way he was, if he wasn't having sex with Ellie, who we haven't met yet, <laughs> yeah. then he would perhaps have saved all the children we're, in America. We're blaming him for this? Apparently so. Oh, that's tough. I blame, that's Lin- rough. I blame Linda because if she <laughs> fucking let up for a moment, he probably wouldn't need that drink yeah, and then he'd have saved all the children. So Linda has blood on her hands. Such a nag. <laughs> anyway, we're in hospital. This guy, he's like, they're going to kill us, all of us. Uh, Dr. Dan, hes I think he's just got to work. I could do with a nap. <laughs> <laughs> Want to take one with me? Uh, uh, no. Did you just pinch my bottom as well? This is not acceptable. <laughs> None of this is acceptable. What a quiet hospital Dr. Dan works in also. <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, we see this evil dude, this hitman, this assassin, this 
as we're going to find out in a bit, clockwork human. Uh, well, human in inverted commas. So uh, this idea came from Wallace, who toyed with the idea for years of making a movie called Corporate War, which is about two huge corporations going into battle against one another via armies of faceless executives in grey suits. That movie never got made, as we know, so he tried to put that into this. Great. It's good. Uh, so the doc does take a nap, and while he's having a nap, this hitman guy kills our... Other guy. Uh, Doc chases him with beer energy. Uh, <laughs> and then the killer silently blows himself up, having cleaned his gloves first. Creepy. Yeah. Creepy. It's good. At this stage, I'm excited. I want to know more about these people. I'll work it out far too soon. I think the movie expects me to not know what's going on for mm. longer. But there you go. You're too clever. I am. That's that's what I, that's what I was trying to say. But thanks for thanks for agreeing with me. Yeah. So Linda's pissed again because Dan won't pick up the kids, even though two men died in the hospital. I mean, come on, Linda. I do feel a bit sorry for him in this scene. Jeez. Uh, (laughs) This is hilarious. This feels like a joke. Um, He looks out of the window the following morning. The smoking wreck of the car is still just outside the hospital. (laughs) It's still burning. No police cordon. No, no no one's put it out. It's just there. It was the 80s. Yeah, that's true. So... Hey, do you want to talk about Ellie? Yeah, I do. I also want to ask, you know, so you know the coroner woman, is it me or is there a trope that's this very, there's always a weirdly, it's been a sexual relationship, but it isn't anymore. And the coroner is always like super confident. This is amazing. So we haven't yet got to Teddy. I is said, do you want called? to talk about Ellie? Oh yeah, I do. Yeah. My notes were a little bit dis- mm. disjointed, a little bit out of order. No, it's fine. Let's talk about Ellie. Right, sure. Okay, yeah. So this is actress Stacey Nelkin. Do you want to know a little bit of history about Stacey Nelkin? If it's interesting, yeah. yeah if it's interesting. Uh, she uh, would no. you... trained at RADA. <laughs> Her favourite colour is navy blue. <laughs> Uh, so Nelkin, uh, Woody Allen's film Manhattan was based, according to her, on her romantic relationship with, with Woody, Woody Allen. Allen. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that's gross. <laughs> she met uh, him when she was 16. Oh, Jesus. On the set of Annie Hall. Uh, her bit part in that film ended up being cut. Right. And their relationship began when she was 17 years old and he was 42. Uh-huh. Allen has said they dated for some time, but the Nelkin was not underage. Right. Mm. She's also going to be the sixth replicant in Blade Runner until the part got cut. Oh, mm. okay. How, how do you rate? I, it seems that you want to rate that the interest level of that trivia. I think the, the Woody Allen trivia is good. All right. Yeah, that's so good. just in future, drop the Blade Runner a bit. Just I think you're talking about s- rep, rep, replicant six that didn't make it. Mm. Yeah, right. I'd get rid of that. Okay, fine. She finds out her dad's dead. Uh, Dr. Dan witnesses her crying. <laughs> Stares at her a bit too long. I'm in there. Leaves. He's going to pick his moment. <laughs> he knows now is not the right time. <laughs> let the vulnerability sink in a bit more. <laughs> let, the, let the misery, the tragedy of realising your father's dead need a father figure. Oh. That's where he's He's <laughs> waiting for the point that it's acceptable to say, who's your daddy now? <laughs> oh, God, Dad. No? <laughs> too much? Perfect. She'd be well up for it, though. That's the problem. Like um, She packs for sex. She, uh, thank you. <laughs> because I was looking, I was like, well, it's a good job you brought your fancy knickers <laughs> on what is actually an unplanned holiday. Mm, so you either Adam, always wear pants like that, which seems unlikely, or you've got a just-in-case pair. She has a very small bag. <laughs> 
yeah, with that neg- yeah. negligee in it. Yeah. And um, I mean, they're going to investigate her dad's murder. <laughs> she is bang up for it. Murder clone. That's, that's what I said. I said she knows where they're why they're really going. Everyone knows, right? They both know they're going to go fucking a seedy motel. If your dad's skull has just been crushed. Are you looking for adventure? <laughs> I mean, to be fair to him. Can you imagine red knickers or black knickers? I don't know. <laughs> well, black, obviously. I'm in mourning still. No grief for lips. I'm wearing black underwear. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Show some respect. Yeah. Um, Tom Atkins said, I walk out of my wife and kids. I grab beers. I head north with a young lady. I didn't feel like a medical professional. <laughs> he said, I don't know what kind of a doctor I was. That's such a good point, though, because when Ellie's dad is on the gurney thing, he sort of touches him and he's like, oh, is he? Oh, I don't know. Like, is he? I don't know. Should we get like, get a scan? Yeah, what uh, scan? doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, the, the, the Teddy, now we can talk about Teddy. So, yes. Teddy explains to Dr. Dan that the killer pulled the man's skull apart so must have massive lower arm strength. Uh, is that a wanking joke? Because they sort of look... That's where <laughs> I mean this sexually confident coroner trope. Mm. She's like, if you know what I mean. And it's like, well, it just means you've got strong arms. But then I thought, oh, maybe she's talking about, you know, that strength. I didn't pick up on that. No, nah, me be. neither. Me Could neither. be. I mean, I'll give you the benefit of the I'm doubt reaching. here. I'm <laughs> reaching. Get it? <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, I feel a little sorry for Teddy. Uh, she doesn't yeah, have the. She doesn't have the best arc in this film. And ninety no. percent of what she does is because she thinks she's going to get to shag Doctor Dan again. Yeah. And she's not. Yeah. She's going to get a drill in the I just ear. feel like that that coroner character is also a staple of like British uh, TV detective dramas, hmm. which is they used to be shagging and now they're not, and she's fine with it. Yeah. Well, this is where we stole it from. Oh, it must be. What I will say is also it takes, uh, I did the math, six days to figure out there's no mm. bones or teeth yeah. in not the car. Great, not a great car. <laughs> six yeah. days. Yeah. You had one job. <laughs> I honestly, I'm not sure if anyone who knows what, knows what they're doing in this hospital, like no one seems to have a fucking clue. It doesn't seem like a hospital. Doctors are sleeping. There's no one here. <laughs> That's the same as the XS3, both of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Uh, so... Uh, we get the Halloween trailer on the TV, as we mentioned, the immortal classic. Uh, Wallace, uh, no, sorry, um, this is uh, this 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 is this is great. Um, so he's in a bar. Is do you know what? I'll tell you after the break. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Okay, so Dr. Dan is in a bar and then Ellie turns up and she says, one of the nurses told me that I could find you here. Mm. That's rude. Mm. If you're a doctor and you're going for a drink at a bar, it's almost like, yeah. No, Dr. Dan has said, if anyone attractive asks where I am, (laughs) tell them I'm in the bar. (laughs) Yeah, we know Dr. Dan. Uh, So she's done all all the work and found out where this factory is. And so they're off, off to a mask factory. Uh, Dan gets an earful from Linda again. (laughs) Such a nag. Just unbelievable. Uh, It is bad. But she's like, you were supposed to be here. And he's like, I can't get out of it. He's holding a six pack while he's on the phone. (laughs) He says he's got a doctor. Conference. Yeah. I just really... that seems vague. <laughs> I really like his style. Yeah. He's a good guy. He's a good guy, as we established right at the start, right from the <laughs> off. <laughs> he's just he's honest. It's a, he's a real he's person. He's a real person. He's a yeah, real definitely. person. Uh, so we're off to the factory in creepy carpenter town, ruled by Connell Cochran. So before we meet him, we hear what a great man he is. Yeah. Uh, he goes past in a limo. Ellie says, let's get to the factory. Dan says, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey. I need a drink. <laughs> <laughs> and asleep in quote marks. Well, he, he suggests the motel. Yeah, Again, does. <laughs> I like his style. <laughs> oh, where can we sleep? Where can we sleep? Where can we He's sleep? He's like, should I get a separate room? Do you want me to go in the car? Yeah, is that what if you say? she says, yeah. she says, where do you want to sleep, Dr. Chalice? <laughs> I've brought my fancy knickers. <laughs> where? Where could you sleep? Where could you possibly sleep? Here is what I'm saying. <laughs> Just so there's no confusion. Yeah. Right here. I'm much too young for you, obviously, but it doesn't matter. Sleep inside me. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, this is a weird town. Uh, we get all these cameras checking the streets. Not sure why that is. Uh, sort of, that doesn't come back, does it? No, not really. Uh, not that it bothers Dr. Dan, because even though what? there's a curfew on a tannoy and you're on a covert... No, complete to get me? You're of a, on a covert mission. He's like, bah, 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 <laughs> walking down the street. The curfew is in action. Go to your homes. Well, the, the, the cameras and the curfew, it's all security, isn't it? Yeah. It's all to keep everything a secret in the self-contained town yes. where pretty much everyone is working for the company apart from the homeless man. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I think Ellie would be within her rights to be a bit surprised when Dan says, whoa, 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 I could use a drink. They might, he might have meant... Should we go to a bar, dinner? Yeah. He means he's going to go buy some spirits in a brown paper bag and drink them with a homeless man in an alley. That's what he means. I was weirded out when they shared the bottle. Like, yeah. I found that, I think this don't, don't judge. I know I shouldn't, obviously, obviously but it's that obvious time where someone says, can I have a sip? And you go, I suppose so. Yeah, so this homeless man is there to say a few things about 
Cochrane brought in his own personnel, and the t- it's really weird. The fact it's like, well, we kind of know that. It's like, oh, my head's come off. Oh, that was brief. So he's in and out, uh, which is exactly what Doctor Dan's doing right That's now. That's right. Oh, it's oh, so gross because they've obviously gone right. The actress that plays Ellie, apparently Woody Allen was banging to you. So could you just do something <laughs> sexy? And she's like, well, I could wrap myself up in the blah, like this in the sheets, well, like, and he sort of comes in. He's like, oh. Oh, and it's like, they're joking. <laughs> She's gone to all this effort. She's like, I've got my sexy sheet on. Yeah. Uh, a new, did you read about the nudity clause? No. So, I mean, I saw her saying that she she was uncomfortable. She didn't really, she, she, she signed up for doing uh, the sex scene, but it was her first sex scene. Right. And she had a sort of, I think maybe certain parts of her body couldn't be shown. Yeah. So they just put that part of her body in Tom Atkins' mouth. Oh my God. <laughs> Sorry. Uh... Sorry. <laughs> Boy, that's brilliant. We can't show you nipple, Tom. On that. Open up. On that. <laughs> to be fair to her, she said they had a right laugh that day. Yeah. Oh, she doesn't do have bad you memories think that's of true? it. It looks like fun. Does it? It I looks excruciating. He's a gent. He's a gent, Tom Atkins. He well, he's got his mouth full of like. <laughs> uh, so they they have sex, and then just before just before they have sex, the second time he then goes. Do you know what? How old are you? Yeah. Uh, so I've been meaning to ask, but I, frankly, I didn't want to know. That was on his mind just before time number one. He yeah. was like, I should check, but I've, I've already got my mouth full. So <laughs> I'm not going to. And then she says, relax. I'm older than I look. That's not ID. That is not ID. You, that, a, a verbal statement does not... Like, Your Honour, she said, I'm older than... Did you check? Well, no, she said it. Uh, a lot of not now love happening here, though, isn't yeah. it? It's That's just... why it feels odd to film it. I think you can say you're comfortable with it, but I suppose if you're an actor watching it back and you're like, it doesn't have its place, it just feels like, let's just plonk a lot of sex in the middle of this for obvious reasons. Do you, do you want me but... to make it a little weirder? Yeah. You know, we, we, we've just met Marge Gutman, yeah. a buyer. Yeah. Uh, that is Tom Atkins' wife in real life. Is it really? <laughs> at, the time, it really? at the time, it didn't last. Oh my God, that <laughs> that's is amazing. That's so dark. <laughs> they are even, even though obviously it wouldn't have happened geographically like this. You're basically putting her in the motel room next yeah. door to She's her dying. husband. She's dying next door while he's having sex. <laughs> Twice. Oh, God. That's hey. fucked up. That's so weird. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Lovely, lovely stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Marge gets a laser to her face. Uh <laughs> Don't put a hairpin in a microchip. Uh, also, her hair's not pinned back. I'm sorry to be a stickler, but she's like, here's this hairpin from my whole hair that's always down. Why have you got... What's this redundant hairpin? <sighs> Shall we meet uh, the legend that is Dan O'Hurlihy? He turns up Cochrane. Brilliant. Brilliant. It's... Um, it's our old friend, the head of OCP himself, the old man <laughs> from RoboCop. Um, oh, he's you've he's got so good in this. You've got he's him from good. RoboCop yeah. versus Michael Hunsaker from Lethal Weapon. <laughs> That's a great eighties combo. Um, yeah, he's he's a great presence, isn't he? Yeah, he's brilliant. Uh, he's great, uh, and obviously, Doctor Dan wants to know everything he can about Connell Cochran. So why not call Teddy? Who it, I think it may be well outside her job description to start <laughs> researching the head of a toy company. She's doing an autopsy on a burnt out car. Well, she's shit at that job, so maybe she's good at something else. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, again, this is this is one of those minor things where you go, oh, Dr. Dan's not a good guy, because he basically gets her to find out about Cochrane by promising her dinner, yeah. having just had sex with Ellie. Oh, yeah. He's uh, setting him up for the he's future. Not, he's not married to Ellie. No, that is true. <laughs> that is true, and who knows where the booze will take him. <laughs> <laughs> so 
they get shown it how the masks are manufactured in a factory tour. I actually found this quite interesting, like a segment on Blue Peter. Agreed. Yeah, how do they make um, that? I like, I like being, both films. I loved being in the factories. Mm, it's good. Uh, we meet uh, at some mechanical toys and you're like, oh, mechanical men. Mm. Uh, yeah, the old lady knitting is frightening, though. It's brilliant. Yeah. yeah really it's a good. good, scary moment. And yeah. her head falls off. I love that. Yeah, that is good. Uh, I wonder where we're going to be at the end of the film. Could we possibly be behind, be behind the door marked final processing? It's really funny where he's like, it's final processing. And it's like, well, that sounds ominous. What's that room called? Yeah, that's that's final processing, actually. That is where we do that. Look at the sign. Yeah, we there could have go. just put a big X over it now that you've said it like that because everybody knows what goes on, yeah. but it's probably best not to say. We don't want anyone going in final processing, so I'm going to verbally name check it and then point you in the direction of a sign a that reads final processing. Don't come in here till the climax. He's also got a very questionable Native American ornament, which we close yeah. up on for a bit too long. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, Naughty that, Connell. Uh, so Ellie sees her dad's car, but they go back to the motel because all the scary men. Uh, Dan has another drink <laughs> and <laughs> says, I think it's time for the Marines. What? Yeah, I know, for what, what is it at this point? A missing person's case. <laughs> <laughs> In a toy shop. <laughs> this old man who ran a toy shop has gone missing. Marines, send in the Marines. Yeah. By the way, later I'm going to call Ad HQ. So I'm into big sweeping statements. Yeah, Ellie, uh, Ellie vanishes. That's her done for the movie. It is. She gone. Yeah. She gone. Um, he gets attacked. Goes on the run uh, around this very carpenteresque town to a very carpenteresque score. Breaks into the factory. He's going to try and find final processing. <laughs> find out what goes in. It's final processing, Doctor Dan. Uh, and he finds that clockwork woman that you mentioned, uh, Cochrane. He gets caught. Dan gets caught. And then Cochrane, there's a beautiful moment here where Cochrane, even though this man has broken into his factory, is more concerned about the damage done to this, I think, 17th century toy yes. than he is. He doesn't even seem to notice Dr. Dan. He's just looking at the toy that he But then loves. he says, oh, I'll just replace it. It's like, is there a lot of them then? Yeah, that bit was boring. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I, I thought it was rare. No, 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 no. There's loads of them in Germany. Yeah, loads. So he's excited for Halloween. Busy day for me. Go to the basement. There's part of Stonehenge. Yeah. Massive bit of Stonehenge uh, mm. as well. Uh, hard to believe they managed to steal it, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> well, he you says you wouldn't, you wouldn't believe. believe how we transported it to America. <laughs> we'll leave that I there. think that's funny writing, man. Yeah, me too. You know, that's you're supposed to laugh at I that. I love the lair as well, like the just with the very, like lots of space between the monitors well, for it's no very, reason. It's very 1970s James Bond. Yes. It feels like Blofeld's yeah, lair. It does. But I think they're leaning into that because then he sits there and tells us his Everything, plan yep. like a James Bond villain and then he's got her tied up like a... Like, James, a villain would do in James Bond yep. and the same with, with um, Dr. Dan so it's all the things that happen in a James Bond movie yeah. and he doesn't kill Dr. Dan when it'd be so much simpler yeah, yeah. to just kill no, him tells him his plan and then ties yeah. him up and in front of the, the telly <laughs> <laughs> and he's yeah. like you could disrupt this Ah, we'll, do, we'll roll the dice it's fine I'm sure it'll be okay but he, sp- he spends quite a lot of time explaining his plan I think here you, you needed to explain why he's a witch yeah, fair. <laughs> because traditionally we think of witches as women. It's fine if a witch can be a man, but yeah. we need some kind of explanation here because it's just too ingrained in our brains. Well, yep. uh, let's talk about it also. He sort of says a lot, but it's not at this point. It's another later monologue, which we'll come to. But he basically says the world is going to change tonight. And you're like, and? 
how? And he's like, well, <laughs> it's going to change. You won't believe how it's going to change. You're like, tell me how, though. And I've still no idea. I've well, no there, idea what, uh, what the end result of his be no, plan no is. No more kids. That's, no that's more kids fine. But is, is that it? I don't know. No. That's a big I. change. It's a, it is, actually. It's significant. Who cares about kids and what they like? Anyway. Less, less American kids. <laughs> we have... Uh, a truly amazing scene now. So the cup for family, who mm. are his best seller, he experiments on them. He shows Dr. Dan what the masks are going to do. Little buddy, his head... Melts. So... I, I don't did, think you need the bugs. Can I just say this? So the, I think what... It, it's, it's a literal... TV rots your brain, consumerism yeah. rots your brain, and yeah. his brain has suddenly rotted and all the bugs have appeared. Yeah. I thought they'd just put bugs in his brain. Well, because it looks like magic bugs, because mm. there's too many bugs, and there's a snake. But also, doesn't it. it look like what would come out of a rotting pumpkin, which is what happens to his head? Yeah. The, the mask turns into a rotting I'm pumpkin. I'm just being a stickler for logic. It's like, laser beam, yes, will kill the kids, yes. Stonehenge is the it magic, is magic that makes yeah, it. So it is, it is magic bugs, yeah. as well as tech. Yes. Um, I have a question. Um, so, America exists on several different time zones. It does. Oh, yeah, no, they've messed this up. Uh, people in LA are having to watch this at midnight, mm. I think, or something. Uh, by which point, even without well, the internet, I imagine uh, stories have started to filter from one coast to the other going, don't watch the advert, our kids are all rotting <laughs> like lumps of bug. Oh, OK, so, I see what you're saying. You're saying that it would screen, yeah, it would screen later. I'm, I, I I'm thought saying, they would be going out at the same time in all the different time zones. Can I ask a question? Yeah, it's going to make me sound like an idiot if I'm wrong, but I'm just going to take the risk yeah. it goes out at the same time but it's a different yeah I'm agreeing that's okay. right isn't it okay. so you can't ring your mate and go oh my kid is now a snake because yeah. it's the same time Fine. but your no but is- one of the time places would be too late for children to be watching so oh, it just doesn't it just doesn't work okay fine also again the title card thing Maybe it's a budget thing, but you're like, we're in LA. How can we show it? We'll just say LA. We're in Louisiana. How could it just say it? It's like, there must be other landmarks you can use to don't like, denote that you're in a different place. And also, does it matter? Can't they just show we're across the whole of the United States? What no? landmark in Louisiana do you want? I've never been. <laughs> but you see, you wouldn't recognize exactly, it then if it popped up. But, the but to my point, does it matter if I don't? What know? do you, what do you, what do you, what, I mean, yes, because the whole point is like <laughs> you're saying that then tells you you're yeah, in I've Louisiana. I've been told, Cornell's All right, told what, me. what Ohio landmark do you want? <laughs> what Nebraska been. landmark yeah. do you want? A buffalo. Those are the literal ones they did because I wrote down. Yeah, did they? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, so Teddy is ringing Dr. Dan for some reason, probably to just check on the dinner reservation. Uh, I feel a bit sorry for Teddy at this point. She, she sat, shouldn't get killed. She sat in a room for the whole movie and gets yeah. a drill in the ear. And I also think it. from the makers of Halloween, which is like ultimate final girl, nah, 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 whatever, she's been nothing but helpful. Different, different movie. This no, is, I know this it's is final Dan. Yeah, no, but they're like, oh, we, we wanted to do what people liked about Halloween. It's like you just killed the girl for no reason other than two, we get to two, see it. Killed yeah. two of them. Yes, I don't like that. Uh, <clears throat> so... Uh, Dan actually says to Cochrane, why? why? Why are you doing this? And Cochrane says, do I need a reason? That's the end of it. <laughs> do I need a reason? No. Yeah. Yes. We've already yes. told his reason. Which He's the is... ultimate practical joker. <laughs> yeah. And this is the ultimate practical joke. Yes. He does give a very colourful speech here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In it's our great. Celtic it's... glens, in our homes of wattle and clay, barriers between real and unreal come down and the dead might want to sit by our fires of turf. The festival of Sawan, the last great one was 3,000 years ago and the hills ran red with blood of children and animals. And nothing changed, though. That's what you're saying. 
the hills ran red. Yeah. And then we go, oh, and then. And then. And then. And then. So I'm going to do it again now because. <laughs> he said, didn't he? He said, I, I always have fun when I get to do a cork accent. Yeah. I got to do a cork accent here. I really enjoyed the role. I didn't enjoy the finished yeah. picture. Oh, he's brilliant at it, though. He is. He is. He enjoyed the role. Yeah. But it's, <laughs> it's his way of going, I'm very good in an otherwise shit movie. <laughs> Uh, so uh, Dan escapes because Cochrane is too busy on a phone call to notice. God, I love this bit. No, it's more like the robots. They're going. Oh shit! Yeah, he is. He's like, but he's like, I don't want to be rude and interrupt my boss. But it's like, oh, Doctor Dan's. Oh, God, I'll get so fired. But I should tell you, he uh, goes to the Die Hard Air event. I think we. I need to see him in a in a vest course, here. Of course yeah. you do. Actually, uh, maybe not. He'd struggle. I think. Um, he uh, tosses a mask over the security camera, making the image on the monitor seem to be like peering through the eye holes. Another nod to Halloween yep. there, which uh, reminds you of uh, how great Michael Myers was as a villain. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he goes into the air vents, runs across roofs. He's got all his beer energy back. Uh, he calls Linda, of all the people. <laughs> Dr. Dan, yeah. what a person He hasn't to got call. another friend in this world, though, This is my favourite phone call, though, yeah. where he has to say, I'm not drunk. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of times. <laughs> You've really got a problem, Dr. Dad. <laughs> she starts saying that he's jealous for some reason. and then it... He's jealous because he's saying destroy the masks. Mm. He's going, you've got to destroy the masks. And she's masks. like, yeah. He got shit you're masks. just, that's good character, 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 character. Yeah. You're being a jealous ex because I got them brilliant masks and you got them shit masks. Mm. That's what it is. So good. He, it's, it's quite an active decision here. He, he can't save his kids because Linda, shut up. <laughs> uh, so he decides, I should save Ellie then. So I've still got something, something to have to sex shag. with. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, he gets spotted. Uh, I mean, at this point, I've decided I, I don't think he's going to be too bothered if his kids die because he won't have to deal with Linda anymore. Uh, he throws the tags at the mechanical men uh, while the pumpkin ad is playing. They all um, <laughs> go wrong. Um, uh, Cochrane claps, but then gets disappeared. But he's grinning as mm. he disappears. So Sequel. <laughs> is he happy to go? No, we're not doing it. It's an anthology. Oh, sorry. Cochrane, well, yeah, is he, he, said ha- that is he happy to go? I like, I like the clap, though. Oh, great clap. Yeah. Cheeky. Yeah, a bit of respect to Dr. Dan. And also, if you, you should, that's also like, I should have killed you, but I didn't yeah. for sport. And, and not only look. have you defeated me, you've done it while really drunk. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. It's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I told you to like, shall we just go for a drink? We just, let's just be friends about this. That this is time. such a good reading of that clap. <laughs> just like, fucking pissed and you still did it. You fucking, well done. Even I have to begrudgingly, yeah. yes. Respect. Uh, yeah, in the novelization, it is suggested that he survives, yeah. that Stonehenge. The magic takes him. The witchcraft uh, transports him somewhere else to another yeah. dimension. Cool. Uh, so I sort of got confused here. I thought because Dr. Dan is pressing some buttons on a console. Like he knows like, what he's doing. I was like, oh, cool. So he's turned the ad off here. Yes, that's why. But then, no, the ad is still going to happen. Uh, so he gets to do the run to the same garage. That garage attendant must be like, <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> Weren't you at the hospital? Okay, cool. Uh, fine. Um, so. Uh, We've got the Ellie twist. Oh, it's a good twist. That she's a robot. Clockwork Ellie, yeah. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a shit. She doesn't deserve it. No. But, um... So, because ultimately, she then, it means she burned to death, chained up in that factory somewhere, or yeah. she's been killed already. On the gurney thing. I don't know. 
But it's a sad end for her character because basically you're no, watching... on the gurney, it's clockwork, Ellie, because that's oh, how they trick Dr. Dan into rescuing her. But you're seeing, yeah, another female character get... Uh, she just You're just watching him yeah. smash her head yeah. off. And it's not Linda, so... I mean, <laughs> so she doesn't even deserve really, it. It's a double whammy. <laughs> and, and I think it's a misstep here with the the, the fact that she won't die. Three it goes, times. Yeah, it goes on too long. Yeah. It's not. It feels too broad. And this is a character that we like and yeah. we didn't want to see die. And so to make her death comedic and yeah. drag it out, it feels like something out of a spoof. I agree. And so then we have him on the phone calling Ad HQ. Turn these bloody adverts off. Kids are going to die. And then obviously that final ad. One's still on. One's still on. He's very good here. Tom. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's really good. He really commits. Mm. So a lot of people didn't like this ending, though. Uh, A lot of the critics at the time hated uh, the nihilism of this ending. So this is what Wallace has to say about the ending. It was the right ending for the movie and my own personal tribute to Don Siegel's invasion of the body snatchers because at the end of that 1956 movie, the main protagonist succeeds in alerting the authorities at a Los Angeles airport. I hated that ending. I discovered later it was forced on the movie. It was an injustice and that would have never happened. So hearing that impassioned statement... Universal immediately try and put a happy ending on this movie. (laughs) Uh, Wallace says that Carpenter was a true gentleman and stood by whatever decision Wallace made, and so they got to keep that ending, which Wallace says, I thought it made it a true horror movie. Okay. Agreed. Yeah, it's a great ending. Absolutely brilliant ending. Tom Atkins said, I think I stopped it in time and saved all the kids. Yeah. (laughs) I'm a bit like that. Yeah. Do you want a beer? (laughs) Uh, So... Uh, where do we go from here? Well, um, it did all right, but it didn't do that well. It uh, made a profit, but a small profit. Executive producer Mustafa Akkad, uh, he said, Myers has to come back after this movie. He said, I want him back for Halloween 4. Carpenter and Hill pitched an alternative idea, again, asking Joe Dante to direct another anthology. But in the end, a deal was worked out where they gave up the rights to Halloween because Michael Myers was going to come back and they didn't want to be involved in that and that's all i got any more for any more all right let's do the bits what in this movie of awesomeness v is your favorite scene i would like to Best give a, scene. a special mention to when it's clockwork ellie but we don't know that and dr dan they are masked by a trolley of masks when they run across the factory <laughs> floor. Boop, 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 boop. i think that's really funny it's pure comedy um Don't. Dun 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 Mask by mask. I think the death of the what are the family called? Cupfers. I think that's really good. Mm. Like it's just the, the panic. I don't. I don't. I'm not clear how the mum died. I think she faints because her son has been turned into bugs. And then a millipede goes in area, but fine. Mm. And then the husband trying to get, and, every, and everyone's just dead. And I always like it when it's like it's not found footage, but you see it through the the CCTV. I like that. Well, I'll jump in here then because that's my favourite scene. I think not only killing a child, yeah. little buddy, but killing him in such a nasty way. I bloody loved it. Yeah, I was like, that's grim and great. Chris? The ending is great, but it's very hard to get a kid killed on screen. Yeah. And it's even harder to make it this horrible. But they do it. They give it a little buddy. Little buddy. So uh, a 1,000%, it's the best scene in the film. And like I said at the start, it's the film that 25 years later I still remember. Mm. Right then, most valuable whatever, Chris. Um, My runner-up is uh, Mr Tom Atkins. 
Uh, I'm just a big fan of his presence on screen. I enjoy him. Uh, even if his character's an arsehole, I couldn't help but be fond of him. Only he could play such an arsehole and still be likeable. Although that quote about him not being like a testosterone man, I'm not buying that. He's a testosterone man. <laughs> he, he He's is. packed with it. <laughs> um, but the winner for me is the horrible, horrendous Halloween song. Because I think it does the job perfectly. That It's this earworm that gets in your ear. You can't forget it like a good advert should. Yeah. But also it's the kind of song that you could imagine driving someone mad, mm. which is kind of what it does to these children when it happens. So I think by nicking a bit of London Bridges falling down and putting the Chippendales on it, they hit on something <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> OK, what's your most valuable whatever, V? It's Dan O'Herlihy as Colonel Cochrane. He's just, it's a different kind of presence. OK, uh, Jinx, yeah, mine as well. Dan O'Hurley, I think he's absolutely brilliant and just menacing. And like, there's just a creepiness in his love for toys. And like, just, like he does with minimal like moments, just give this character a huge backstory. And I think part of it is that speech about Ireland in three thousand years ago. I loved, I love. Like and you buy, you buy the stuff he says. At one point, he says that this woman who's dying on a gurney we're taking her to the hospital in my toy factory what <laughs> I'm not, not with the normal person I'd be like what are you talking about I'm like, oh yeah there's probably a hospital in this toy factory <laughs> uh, what would you change me <laughs> so Dan is a deadbeat dad and a dog and so what happens is yes he saves the rest of the world's kids but not his own kids because he was chasing tail that weekend and it got his kids killed and nobody else's i don't know how you do that but he gets the adverts turned off and then linda's like i've still got the telly on because of you or whatever yeah. and it's just his kids that die well, the, the alternate yeah. ending would have been him on the phone to his wife yes or hearing his children die <laughs> rather than this yeah. and i think this is better but that was sort of, I thought, oh, that would be the good alternate, wouldn't it? The yeah. really upsetting one. It'd be more upsetting in a weird way because he'd done a good thing. Yeah. But because he's such a dog, he couldn't save his own kids. Yeah, yeah. But he sacrificed them for everyone else. I think I prefer that. Mm. I suppose because it's more, when something, when horror is a bit more narrow, it's a bit more upsetting. Well, when you've got a face, because otherwise it's just nameless just children kids. or like kids. Yeah. American kids. Whatever, kids in America. But whatever. little, little, whatever his kids are called. Yeah, Mabel. We spend and... a little bit more time with them, and yeah. oh, which is getting close to my change. All right, what's your change? Well, um, the Cupfers um, are, are, are out of a sitcom. They're quite broad yeah. caricatures. Uh, the, the costume designer was told to dress them as the ugliest Americans imaginable. That's harsh. Um, I think she looks amazing. Um, I think. You could maybe make the Cupfers or or Buddy um, really nice, really likable people, because I think that that death scene would have so much more poignance if we're really sad. But they've been presented as idiots and yeah. almost like, ha ha, we're they, laughing at they them. They feel yep. like one of the Roald Dahl bad families from Charlie yeah, and the Chocolate yeah, Factory. So yeah. True, yeah, so I think that, that that scene would play differently. Yeah. The one that we all said was the best scene, yeah. <laughs> but I think you could make it even better. Yeah. And also, I'm absolutely with you on Dan O'Hurley being brilliant in this film, but. Season of the Witch got me thinking, well, what if they found that was an actress playing that? What if it was a woman who ran the toy factory? So I started doing a bit of investigation. Who could it, who could it be? And I was looking for an Irish actress of, of a similar age to okay. him. And I found a woman who I didn't realise, but her mother's from Belfast. How about our villain is Angela Lansbury? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it works. Sold. It's, well, and she's actually been a witch in Bedknobs and Broomsticks. She has. It's like a stealth sequel. <laughs> oh. Great. That's so good. Yeah. And then she could get transported back. Stonehenge takes her back and she's reunited with like her evil warlock husband. Played by Dan O'Hurley. Yeah. Yes. We figured it out. Brilliant. 
So now I've heard your change about Dr. Dan's kids. <clears throat> I don't know if I prefer it. <clears throat> so I think um, I think Tommy Lee Wallace isn't making an ambiguous ending. I think he feels that Cochrane's plan works. I feel like the advert plays out, and I feel like a lot of children in America do die, and I like that. I think that's a great ending. So I think what should happen is it holds on Dan's face, and then smash to black, and then it starts small, and then you just get this growing chorus of children's screams over a black screen <laughs> as all the kids in America <clears throat> had their brains turn into snakes and bugs, and it's just growing wall of sound of screaming and screaming, and then the credits start. I think that would stay with you as an yeah. ending to this movie. Yikes. Yeah. I think it says a bit too much about me. Maybe. Dogs don't wear Halloween masks. So we are done with Season of the Witch Halloween 3. Should we do a quiz? Yeah, kind of. So this is going out on October the 30th, meaning tomorrow is Halloween. (gasps) Okay. Uh, I've got a list here in front of me of the 19 most popular Halloween costumes from last year. From last year. Oof. As as decided by Google Trends. Okay. So so I want just take it in turns to guess. Okay. So some are specific, most are generic, one is a decade, one is the title of a TV show, and one is the title of a movie. Vicky, you go first. Well, is it, it wasn't last year when it was, what, do you remember that Tiger King thing on Netflix? Carol Baskin. Is Carol Baskin one? No. Okay. Wednesday Adams. Oh, fuck. Mm, no. Not, not even from the Wednesday TV show. I said, oh, maybe that hadn't come out. Hadn't one was a decade. Yet. The 90s. No. The 80s. <laughs> yes. <laughs> One was a movie from last year. Or oh, any of the... <sighs> so it was It was a belated sequel. Right. That's Halloween themed. And it went straight to streaming. <clears throat> I don't know. And we've done the film, the original film. So go, go another. Go general. <laughs> a lot of these are quite general. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, just a, a vampire is always the most popular costume. A sexy vampire. Cat. You've got vampire. <laughs> Yay. Correct. Okay, Chucky from Child's Play. <clears throat> Correct. Megan from just the trailer. Too late. <laughs> is it? Mm-hmm. Oh. Megan. What? It's Megan's not one, right? It's not. Okay. Uh, Frankenstein. No. <sighs> sexy witches. Number one. Yes. <laughs> oh wait, sexy, sexy black cat. No, you, you both said cats now. Go on, Vicky. Um, 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 uh, anything because it is an American list. So anything from Harry Potter? No. Okay. Uh, zombie. No. A mummy wrapped up in toilet roll. No. Oh. I did that. Goldsmiths once. Do you remember? I do remember that. <laughs> that was really scary. There's a couple of into flames. There's three. There's three superheroes on here. Oh, Superman. Uh, no. Batman. <laughs> yes. Vicky wins. Vicky wins. Batman for Halloween. Are you fucking kidding? Better than Superman. <laughs> so I'll do it for you. Uh, from bottom, from 19 to 1. Uh-huh. Batman, Angel, Doll, Chucky, Pumpkin, Hocus Pocus oh, was the film. Course. 1980s, Vampire Clown, Harley Quinn. Yes. Oh, of course. Cowboy. Weird. One you didn't get. Cheerleader. It's uh, always big. Done that. Che- yeah. Done that. But I do zombie cheerleader. Yeah. Rabbit. Oh, what? Why? <laughs> <laughs> Easy cat people. Uh, <laughs> pirate. But a sexy rabbit. I, yeah. I, th- I thought all. I thought oh my God, all girls. Do sexy, sexy cat, cat with the little yeah. whiskers drawn on their little noses. And what else? <laughs> <laughs> pirate. Fairy. The TV show, Stranger Things. Oh, of course. And then the top three Dinosaur. No. 
Spider-Man. Right. And which? Yeah. I don't believe that list. I've not seen half of those in London. That is such an American list. I was in Vegas once and you see people doing costumes like that in Vegas. I've never seen that in my life. Sexy dinosaur. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Right then, that is us done with Halloween 3 season of The Witch. So let's go ahead to next week's pairing. Chris, it's your turn for a clue. Uh, Yes. Uh, So my clue for next week is we'll be doing The Duel of the Fates. The Duel of the Fates. We should say, even though we're running into November, it is still a horror pairing. We're going to do one more horror pair. So you you get your four weeks of horror. Four weeks. Uh, Right then, we're doing the Jewel of the Fates is your clue for next week. That is it for this episode. We're going to be back on Thursday talking the stuff and seeing which film will be victorious. Until then, please subscribe on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your pods. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok, where we are at ClashPod. Till Thursday, have a great week. Clash of the Titles is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.